Welcome to Mitten Music, where we discover and explore all things that make the local Michigan music scene happen. Today we have Flylight Gemini with us in the house. It's awesome. I have known one of the band members for several years. Well, man, uh... Mid nineties, I would guess, late nineties. Yep. High school. Yeah. Nate, my friend Nate here. Um, went to high school with Nate, his brother John. And actually, Nate, I think it might have been your brother. It was your brother. There was a we did a at some point in high school there was a battle of the I don't know if it was a battle of the bands, but a talent show. There was a talent show maybe my junior senior year, and your brother played trombone with us. We did a cover of Suicide Machines. Hey, so ska, rock and punk, you know, that. But yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Nate is just you. I've always known you as a musician, you and your brother as well. But you guys were you guys were into the cool music, though, I felt before I kind of was. So anyways, aside from all that, can we just introduce everybody here in the band and what your part in the band is real quick? We'll start with Joe. Yeah, I mean, Joe's over there. No, that's Dan. Joe. Dan Joe. Together we're Dan Joe. That works with Dan, our names too. Joe Dan? Yeah. Sam, we're a Sam Joe and a Dan Joe, but then we have to be a Naughty Joe. <laughs> At least I know where Sam's sitting because he came in late, so that's it's etched in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Joe Chamberlain. I play guitar and sing uh, most of the lead vocals, at least right now. Ooh, at least right now. Yeah. Well, Nate's singing a little lead now, and Sam sings lead, and we're hoping to get Dan in on something sometime. How cool is that? Nate, introduce yourself. All right. I'm Nate. I play the keyboards and synthesizers, and I sing a little bit, too. Great. I'm uh, I'm Dan Hildebrandt. I mostly dance, but occasionally I play the bass guitar. <laughs> yeah. Right. He smiles a lot, too. The smiling oh. is a superpower. Good. I'm Sam Rice. I play uh, drums and sing. Cool. You guys are, and we were talking about this, I know Nate lives a little bit up north. You guys are, up, someone lives in down south though, right? Kalamazoo? And the deep south. Oh, the deep south. Yeah. Western Michigan land. <laughs> Is, do, you, do you live yeah, in Kalamazoo? Me. Okay. Yeah. And you guys live more in the area, Grand Rapids area? Yeah. Yep. Cool. So yeah, this might be our, our first band that's kind of spread all over. We had Westfall on uh, a couple weeks ago and they're from more of the, the Flint area. Saginaw, yeah, just south of just south of Flint. Yep. But I think they all live right in that area. But yeah, yeah, it's cool. Appreciate you guys jumping on. You guys been around, I know, from at least a album standpoint, at least five years. So give us a little history on how you guys got started and, and uh, yeah, when you got started. That was, uh, well, Sam and I were in a band called Flypaper based in Kalamazoo. And we were we were touring right before that band ended. Like I think we peaked at like around 160, 170 shows the year before the band Whoa. broke up. Wow. Um, and then after that, we couldn't find a replacement. The it was, There was a sing, uh, singer-guitarist who was the, the main lead in the band, and we couldn't replace her vocals and her guitar. And so it kind of, you know, that was it for that. And then uh, I thought I was dying. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, I'm dying. Doctors don't know what's going on. I, I better record some of these songs that are important to me, like an, an, a living epitaph or yeah, something. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Sam played drums on half the songs on that album. And uh, then I found out I wasn't dying, and it ended up becoming the launching point for a new project. And uh, you know, at first, Flylight Gemini was me because I'm like, okay, it's gonna name it something. So the, you know, I'm not gonna quit myself. And if the rest of the band quits, I can keep on going because we put seven years into the other yeah. band. And when the singer it, quits, it's kind of like, meh. I'm what? guessing that's why Fly is Fly is a piece of that 
Yeah, and it's fly also, paper, fly light, and keep move and movement. You know, just keep moving, keep going, and then the light is you know uh, lightness. The lightness of being. Try not to take things so serious because I tend to not get sarcasm and take everything serious. And then I was born Gemini, so that'll never change. <laughs> um, but yeah, so out of that that album that uh, that I put out as a living epitaph, we we birthed this new project and uh, found a bass player, uh, Zach Potter from uh, the Turnips out in Big Rapids, was uh, our bass player at that time. And uh, yeah, it just it evolved. We had a Nate. Uh, I think a year later. And this was 2016, 2017. I almost would have been a year and a half. Would that have been 2018 then? Yeah, because that was the change, the change year. So they, yeah, the change. Well, there's a band called The Change, and we became The Change plus Ryan Williams, or Ryan Williams yeah, plus Father we Gemini was yeah. The Change. Oh, got. Um, but makes Nate, way more sense now. Yeah, Nate played with The Change, um, and mm. so through that we started playing music together. Even though we had met briefly here and there because of the turnips, which Sam yeah, was. I used to play in the turnips for a time, and that's how I met Nate. So. And I, I subbed uh, on bass for the turnips, which is how I met Sam. And over in it was destiny. Atlanta, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to live on the Detroit side, and just happened to meet uh, Joe and the lead singer of that band, Flypaper Michaela. We're sitting in with the turnips, and um, I'm originally from the Kalamazoo area, so I was kind of looking to move back. So it kind of interesting, you know, gave me some ends with musicians on this side of the state to, you know, work with when I have, um, you know, made the move back over here. Heck yeah. yeah. That's sweet. It's a lot of connect interconnectedness going on. Pretty cool. Everybody but Dan's been a turn up. I was going to say, and how did Dan, and Dan fell into the mix? Oh, did you know Dan I, know Nate? Yeah. Okay. Dan, Dan and I have known each other. Uh, if we, if we go back. Oh man. Long time. 2007. Yeah, 2007. Dan was playing in the Ragbirds and I was playing in UV Hippo and we kind of crossed paths a lot. Our bands played a lot of shows and festivals together. Dan and I got to be really good friends then. And just as our bass player, Zach Potter, quit, he was in a really successful wedding band, so he couldn't do any summer shows. And he had moved back to Big Rapids, so it was a little harder for him to make it down for practices and stuff. He wasn't just a wedding singer. He was he, was, he had yeah. a wedding band. We had a band at my, I had a band at my wedding. It was pretty dope. It was sweet. It was classic rock stuff. It was cool. Okay. It was cool. Um, so as that was all happening, I heard that Dan had just moved back from California and I was like, hey, this is the guy we need for our bass player. Problem solved. And, and that's how it worked out, thankfully. That's awesome. And you guys, luckily, kind of, I'm imagining you gravitated towards each other. You kind of have the same taste in music or background or obviously if you're in and out of a band to turn up is it the turn ups or the turnips turnips like the the food turnip okay yeah, just like, want to make sure like what the irish used to carve to scare evil spirits away around samhain they did what Samhain, as it were what i did not know that it reads samhain but you say it's Samhain. what this is these are words i don't even know what they mean <laughs> the pagan traditions dude that's awesome yeah they didn't carve pumpkins they carved turnips they made them nice and scary holy smokes i mean if you saw like a fang turn up in a window you wouldn't go to that house <laughs> right uh, i'm staying away if i if i saw a house with a carved turnip like hanging out i mean i guess if there was one i wouldn't care if there was like four i'd be like whoa what's but, up but the turnips it's kind of led by andy kirby they're kind of a uh, jammy bluesy folky r&b band they're not like black metal like you would think yeah right you know, based well, on cool. the description of turnips in ireland <laughs> well now that we're kind of talking about like a musical <laughs> background <laughs> tell me joe we'll start with you like what kind of i'm not going to say name your three favorite bands what what have you been listening to lately what do you what's kind of 
aside from thinking about your own music and what you would like to make, will you get up in the morning, you're driving somewhere, what are you going to put on? Uh, Vado Gam or Vado Gami, Voodoo Game. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. It's from uh, uh, the Benin region of West Africa. Ooh. Like, so the, the, do you know what Af- the Afropop movement of the early 70s? I, I've, I've heard of it. I know what it is. I and When everybody fun. in the late 60s, early 70s was eating psychedelics here, yep. making classic rock. For sure. Um, that's what they were at. This Afropop movement came out of Benin. And like I can't remember the other country where they voodoo is the, the religion. But anyways, uh, this fellow, uh, his name's Joe. Is the guitarist of that band, and they just kind of rebirthed the Afropop. So, like, it's living, and he's got this awesome band of French musicians who learned his native language so they can sing harmonies with him. And huh. it's just, he says it sounds like James Brown, Sam does, but it's uh, really, yeah, that that's that's probably my go to as far as if I'm if I get in the car or I'm in a bad mood, like it's just so up, and I don't know what all the words mean, <laughs> but usually singing about nature and being good to the world, or you and you, you can catch the vibe from what you know. Yeah. You're liking the music. Hopefully, the lyrics, if you understood them. <laughs> yeah, well, like there's one he's saying, it's hard to get a little bit of chocolate nowadays. So, but we keep on working towards it. And I'm like, I like chocolate. Yeah. So working towards chocolate. something's always good, right? Um, and I, I guess in 20 was it 2020? That was the year that didn't exist. Uh, Spotify told me that the black I played the Black Keys album Let's Rock 65 hours. That's <laughs> fantastic. So, so I'd say I listen. You know, that's probably another one. I love the Black Keys. What else? Today it was a Nine Inch Nails album on the way here. Um, but yeah, I guess the Black Keys, My Morning Jacket, and the, the Voodoo Gummy or Voodoo Game uh, are probably the three things that play the most frequently right now if I'm driving somewhere. That's cool. What about you, Nate? I just love discovering uh, new music. So, um, you know, and some of it's old music that I'm just discovering. I guess the stuff I've played the most frequently um dr john's first album gui gui um i just just like one of my favorite like psychedelic that's kind of a psychedelic afro mix Hmm. to it more recent stuff i really like anything that uses synthesizers well so uh that's a lot of hip-hop in my mind right now um i really like outcast and big boys solo stuff yeah Yeah. wu-tang yeah yeah there's there's a lot of good stuff out there um i really like jazz fusion like herbie hancock and uh return of forever a lot of 1970s stuff there i feel like you've always like i remember you liking that kind of stuff 25 years 20 years ago yeah that's that's been a more of a long-standing thing um but yeah really I, i i like it all it's hard for me to find a genre of music that I'll just say, no, I don't like anything. Mm-hmm. I can usually find something to appreciate in almost anything. My kids listen to top 40 music now, and it's like every third song. I'm like, yeah, that I kind of like that, you know? It's catchy. I mean, it's catchy, mm-hmm. yeah. You're like, it does something interesting. Even but. if it's like kids bop, you're like, okay, yeah. well, it's a cover of a song. It's still catchy. The yeah. real song's probably better, but <laughs> you like, know, like a bunch Gog- of kids. Style. What's that, Joe? Like Gogdom style. Yeah, exactly. Like Gangnam yeah. style. Yeah. 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 You know, get a billion views on YouTube and you can be as catchy as Psy. Oh, yeah. What about you, Dan? So, uh, all right. I'm ready for this. Uh, he's been thinking the whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, so right now, like the for mornings, it's I, I like mellow. So lately I've been listening to the new Chain of Lakes album, Kyle Rashi. Uh, I think it's called Catch. Um, so good. Solid songwriting, really beautiful uh, sort of storytelling throughout the entire thing. Um, really wonderful. And then I've also been listening a lot lately to uh, Railroad Earth, to uh, The Good Life. Okay. Um, mm. As well as uh, um, 
I've also been listening to um, Patty Pershala and the Mayhaps. They're Did you see? I saw, I saw the shirt. I actually saw that. Saw that uh, uh, she posted about having some some more some more uh, uh, prints of that yesterday, and I'm, I've been kicking it around. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. was. We did an interview with her two months ago. She's yeah. down here. Oh, right. she's so yeah. good. We love her. I know. Yeah. I'm sad that she moved to Nashville, but hey, good for her. That's so cool. Yeah, I've lucked out. I've gotten to see her a few times this summer since I got back from California. I've been like referring to like old school Dan Michigan favorites or like the bands I was I was fans of before I moved to California. Yeah, new school are the ones since that like I didn't know beforehand, and she's at like the top of my list of my my favorite new new bands. That's awesome. Yeah, we oh we lo- I lo- she makes great music. She was a, she's fun. She's a cool cool lady too, right? Yeah, it certainly seems that way. And yeah. how cool is that shirt? That's a badass shirt, man. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> We've got a Scooby-Doo vibe going yeah. on. Right before Zach quit, we played with them in Ann Arbor at the Blind Pig. Nice. Oh, really? oh the Blind Pig. Ding, ding, ding. Nice. We yeah. were talking about, we were talking to Westfall. Their drummer was the original Taproot drummer. And uh, so and I, wow. the Blind Pig is always that at venue that growing up, I always heard about the Blind Pig. And it was years before I got to go there. But that's just I, a, a memory I have. I have one of their road cases. Oh, really? Taproots? Yeah. No way. Yeah, well, it was my my bass maker i played bass in the flypaper band and uh he was playing the same basses as as my friend was making for me at the time so then that's somehow he cool. traded him rat cases for part of one of the bass payments wow. and then he couldn't move it to maui so he gave it to me so it's just a weird wow yeah strange i got a connection i feel like i have to ask him about that not like they would i mean how long have you had that case <laughs> quite a while yeah yeah so i mean Years go by and you kind of, you meet so many people. <laughs> Expect, you know, when you're doing this, you're playing shows, you're meeting other bands, playing with other bands. Yeah, they're called. There's new, a lot of people. New song guitars. So he'd probably, Phil would probably still remember their bass player would probably, I mean, he probably still has his bass. Yeah. Imagine, so. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's cool. So Sam, what about you? Um, Piano. Listen to a lot of My Morning Jacket and The Cure. Ooh. Lately, uh, lately I've been getting back. I've always been a huge fan of Yes and I've been. Oh yeah. Getting back into 70s yes Ooh. That's, that's my that's my time period of being a yes fan and uh yeah i like the deftones i listen to them quite a bit well uh deftones is my number one favorite band of all time so uh we're well, at the same page that, right. i was not expecting that a lot of a lot of people are like who are the deftones I, and i'm like <laughs> i was not expecting that yep my fa- that's my favorite that's probably one of my favorite albums nice. i like their older stuff but that's one of my top three albums is around the fur for sure that's cool. I was not expecting that. I was like, okay, let's see. Sam's going to throw out something weird. Like, yeah, I just like organ music with no words, and that's it. <laughs> Screw y'all. I just like easy stuff. Actually, that'd be like you. I, I, Nate, I was, on, or I was on your Facebook, and you had an interesting cover photo of a... It was. It looked like an organ of some kind, but it didn't look... It looked special for some reason. Was that a weird organ instrument, or am I... You probably don't even remember what's on what's on your Facebook. Oh, I think that's me tuning folder. a piano actually, but it's all it's, it's all, all pulled. Up. Okay, I was gonna say I was like, apart. is this something intri- like this looks cool? Yeah, it, it definitely looks weird, just but it's okay. just a piano. So nothing it's terribly crazy. Well, you could have lied to me and came up with something <laughs> way cooler than that. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I actually got an Area Fifty One, man. This is like magic <laughs> piano. It's great. <laughs> But you guys, uh, I can definitely tell the sound. You get a variety of influences. Obviously, you can tell that in the music. I think for sure, there's a there's a big mix, and I and I can't even pinpoint all the different things. But um, is is the songwriting? And I think you mentioned this a little bit, Joe, when we were just talking before the episode. But um, who's primarily writing that, and how how's the influences and and kind of come in? I know you wrote the first album. Was you know yeah. all your um, well, the second and the third album, Sam has two songs on each album that he penned. Okay. And, you know, we've been moving more towards like a 70 30 
kind of split it seems like uh as far as sets uh, although i guess the sets are no still 80 20 like if we do 10 songs you have two songs in the set um we have one song that we've written together not with dan but that we that sam nate and i kind of wrote together um and as time's gone by we've been working more on lyrics together sam and i and just uh, like a lot of times i'll bring in a bare bones uh, like verse chorus and then sam will be like oh hey let's do this at the beginning or let's do this at the end and then nate will be like hey i got an idea for a bridge so there's a lot of collaborative effort that goes into the arrangement and the the final versions of songs even if they start with me just punk rock and a verse and a chorus sure yeah using pop structure first chorus first chorus oh of course solo chorus gotta start somewhere or if you want to throw a third verse in there first chorus first chorus solo verse chorus i'm a fan of just verse 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 end yeah you can have those songs. <laughs> it's like the, i've never written a song i'm totally just that's the, hur- the hurricane by bob dylan i was gonna say that's a lot of bob dylan songs <laughs> yeah, that's I what say, I, I yeah seven verses no chorus <laughs> or just like one long verse that just yeah. doesn't stop till the end so this summer, you guys have been touring a little bit, or what's been going on there, and what's kind of coming up? Uh, well, we got to go up to play at Marquette at the Ordoc, uh, which is kind of our first experience, like on the road, on the road together, yeah. all of us. Yeah, um, that's how many hours? That's a uh, about seven hours. Yeah, I was yeah nine for me. <laughs> yeah, five for me. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we yeah we got we got a lot of really decent festival slots this year. Played at Cow Pie and mm-hmm. uh, Jamboree and um, Dunesville. Dunesville uh, Tie Dye Fest was a smaller one over in uh, Howard City somewhere else. I feel like there's yeah. another one. Well, we got Pond Jam coming up oh. uh, next weekend. Pond Jam. Yeah. Where's that one? In Rapid City. That's an all Michigan, pretty much all Michigan band show. I think there's a couple bands from Chicago, but it's uh, one from Ohio. Oh, there we go. It's one of those festivals that I feel is like a. (laughs) um, I feel like it's almost like a a work conference for musicians. You know, where like you just you know people, everybody's hanging out there. No one's making a lot of money uh, because they're trying to keep the cost down for the people that are coming in there. But it is just great networking. Uh, good to just hang out with your fellow musicians and kind of real vibe of like just check your ego at the door everybody here is good and just appreciate what we all you know bring together i i do i meant to go to cow pie to see you guys i, I think a couple of our friends went there and we were camping a couple of days before we were planning on going didn't stuff happen whatever i think but um a couple of our friends went and checked you out at Cow Pie, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Brigman yep. uh, and I think Ben Lowell. Ben. Yep. Yep. It was awesome. I, they texted me right after on the way home. They said they sounded fantastic. It was a great time. You missed out. You dick. But such is life. For, For 90 degrees at two in the afternoon, it went very well. Yeah. yeah. It was a hot. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Yep. It was yep. warm for sure. Everybody looks like they got a bad rash on their face. <laughs> the pink cheeks. Yeah. It's been a few days of people out in the sun. Because Saturday would have been, yeah. I think they had stuff on Sunday, maybe. No. No, no it was no. it was done on Saturday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, yeah, you're at yeah. the end of it. So, yeah, people have been out in the sun for a couple of days, camping, yeah. partying, getting worn out. Friday, <laughs> I spent sure. behind my car, kneeling there, just praying that the sun would stop. <sighs> and I'm sure the stage, you were pro- the, it, the sun was right in your face. No, we were in no. a tent, but it trapped all the heat. Oh, oh so it was heat there. that was getting yeah. you. Oh. Yeah, they so had like, to close back on the tent, which was where the wind was coming from. Oh. Oh, no, you're like, breeze, so. <laughs> you're like open yeah. up a couple slots. And they there. forgot to tell the bands about the air conditioned green room that was right behind the stage until after we were done playing. Well, actually, they didn't tell us. I was like, is that for the bands? And they said, yeah. So I told the other bands so they would they could go back there the rest of the night. You see the bands and they're like, oh, I'm sure they appreciated you very much. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. Well, I At do because that 
I would. Nobody died of heat stroke. Good. So I might. Thanks to you, probably some lives. (laughs) Right. It was actually Joe, the sound man. He's like, yeah, I was in there. It was nice, and I was like, (laughs) crazy. So, could we talk a minute about your new album? Came out this year. Uh, Time and space. I'm actually looking at their vinyl right in front of me, and it is magnificent. It is such a beautiful. It's a whole beautiful package. The inside, dude, is killer. But you know what? The best part is the back. Guys, this is like I want I feel like I want a print or a poster of just this. I'll we'll post it um on social media and everything. We'll put some images on the podcast liner notes. This is just a I don't know, it reminds me of something. Well, that's actually our second album cover. Yes. Maybe maybe that maybe that cuz I've been obviously scroll, you know, looking through all your stuff the last week so, or so. Yeah, it's funny. The w- the way that this came about was when we went to do the second album, Bigger on the Inside, uh, we were we were like, oh, we want to do a vinyl. And then we had 15 songs picked out, uh, maybe 16. And we, we had, had 16 and we dropped one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we forgot to put one on the on it. So it looks like it has <laughs> well, 14, but there's actually whoops. 15. You know, like the bands in the 90s, they'd have that secret track <laughs> at the end. Yeah. yeah. We just put yeah. our secret track between track 10 and 11. <laughs> it's It couldn't have been 13 because isn't that like the, the floor in an elevator? You're always skipping the floor. 13 (laughs) the mystery floor but we uh when we went in we had these songs and we're like okay we're gonna put on vinyl what we got done we had 15 songs it was about 56 minutes so not fitting on one vinyl yeah we didn't we were like we can't afford double vinyl so um flash forward to the the new album we're like okay we're gonna do this one on vinyl we picked out 10 songs and we go in and we record 10 songs 52 minutes (laughs) (laughs) because there's there's sections that there's a little bit of breath in them um you know a couple of the tunes uh some of them where i'm like in the studio on the scratch vocal if you could hear it you hear me going now now no now now (laughs) but like that minute wouldn't matter too much so what the back is is like the best of the fourth side is the what we consider the best of bigger on the inside. I gotcha. That makes and sense. And then we made the back al- the back of that album or this album the the vinyl anyways is the cover art from the second album. That I that's a such a cool idea. That good for you for thinking of doing all that. And that's the, awesome. This the, is just blowing me away. The it's inside cool. is a, well, yeah, it's kind of you can't tell there, but yeah, it's I'll, I'll, of creation, um, <clears throat> which is a gaseous nebula where the NASA speculates that planets or stars formed, and so I was able to grab part of that and then uh, manipulate the image and color match it. To you didn't draw, you didn't hand paint this. Oh, I wish the oh, front. Man. The front was colored pencil. Uh, my partner and uh, our often a merch person, Casmira, uh, that was one of her first visual art pieces she'd ever Ooh. done. And the back, uh, the back cover is a painting uh, called. Is it called Within? I can't. I can't remember what the title of the painting is. But a we'll fact. We'll fact check that Claire for you. Figo, Don't worry. Uh, no worries. Painted that. So I have the painting of that on my wall, and that's like sixty percent of the painting. That oh, that's legit. I might look that up because this is just a cool piece. Like regardless of anything else. But I will say this is. I mean, this is sweet too. I mean, it feels good. I'm glad that someone you know created this. That just made. Yeah. I just love that. I, and that came from yeah. her listening to the band at a show and having this sketch. And she's like, "This, I like this symbol. What do you oh. think?" And I was like, "Oh, that looks cool." And as she developed it, and she'd ask me about colors, and then yeah, so it was actually colored pencil, and then uh, scanned in digitally and cleaned up. But it looks more like a water, like a watercolor. That's cool. That is super cool. That's the great thing about albums, right? And yeah. we lost over the time. Now I'm, I'm glad vinyl's back. You get the artwork, all that stuff. That's yeah, our first album. We anymore. actually did like a little fold-out insert, so you could fold it out and have the album art. Oh, that's like, sweet. Yeah, LP size. Yeah, but it, it is really funny that the medium of choice right now, if you're pressing something, is to press vinyl. Yeah, all downside people, is it takes almost a year to get it. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. If if anybody listening to the podcast hears a bunch of kids in the background. 
<laughs> my kids and Nate's kids are upstairs running around. I just text my wife. Go! Put some, a mask on them and put them in a cage. Sounds like no, tiny elephants. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. A little, yeah, little ambiance. See, the buzzer makes more sense now. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe's telling, like, yeah, we need to get a little shot collar. Or yeah, we're making inappropriate. It's more like those joy buzzers, collar. you know, back in the day that you wind them up and you give a handshake and it gives us a little twist. It's yeah, not actual electrical shock. Serious. Yeah, it just says, hey, Papa's busy right now. <laughs> right? Sit down. I like it. You know, the, ele- the, the electricity just comes on the third. Yeah, oh, yeah, third. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the electric fence at Cow Pie. Oh, was there problems with the electric fence at Cow Pie? Not. Not this, or, not this year. Could, there could, oh, there has been in no, the past. I've been shocked multiple times. Oh, you've been shocked. I thought you were like, oh, I saw yeah. some guy trying to climb it and he pissed his pants oh, and no. boom, he's dead. Yeah, they, they did a better job arranging the electric fence this year so that nobody had to encounter it severely. <laughs> oh, man, a, that's yeah. crazy. Where, where's your, oh, well, I guess two-part question. Um, what's your favorite type of show to play? I mean, obviously there's outdoor stuff. It could be a festival outdoor, could be indoor could be, I get technically a festival indoor, I guess. Indoor, outdoor, um, small, large, you know, and maybe small, large is different to you than it is to somebody else. I don't know, but what kind of... Shows where there's people. Yeah. I'd say concert series because... Yeah, concert series are nice. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Usually, you know, community coming to, you know, check out live music and just very appreciative for hearing something cool like you can just people see people nodding their head and yeah. kind of vibing along and getting into it and like we've done those up in elk rapids and i want to call it allegiance allegan mm-hmm. allegan not a legion mm-hmm. the allegian have you been there it's not an allergen either it's allegan no, no. yeah allegan there's been another one what just i feel like you're in kalamazoo you should know allegan that's like right on the way yeah well i also say there's a town called what is that called galene that i thought was galian Oh, Gate Galeen? I haven't even heard of that one. It's a little town. I, well, I think St. I used to think St. Ignatius. St. It's not St. Ignatius, is it? St. Ignatius. Standing Nachi? What? You can tell Saint Joe's Nachi, not from yeah. Michigan. So, well, the, on the way down, you read the sign and it says Stignachi, like stigmata. Stignachi. So like, we stig- I love we it. Stignachi. Stignachi and got. You need to write a song called Stignachi. Stignachi. I like that. Fish. Stignachi. They got good smoke fish in, in Ignachi. Yeah, for sure. Ignis. Ignis. And they also have like a big motorcycle party there, right? Oh, that's, so looking at no, me that's like Sturgis. Blessing. Oh, that's, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. right. That's not far though. It's from, uh, yeah. No, that's it's very seven. far. That's yeah. in oh, South Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. sorry. Maybe we'll it's edit that out. Sturgis. Maybe we won't. I don't know. There is a Sturgis, Michigan, but that's not. That's not. Right. Okay, I'm and, mixing up. And two there is a blessing states. in the bikes in Baldwin. Then and, and, and then as soon as I was thinking blessing the bikes, I thought of Baldwin too, which is also just up north. But Saint Ignis does do a big open ice hockey tournament right there on the lake. Mm. Are you a hockey guy? Or you just know a little bit? I, I know about it because we stopped there once going up to Marquette and Flypaper, and it just happened to be going on. And, and you're like, ooh, like, oh, this is pretty sweet. We stopped Heck there. You? Yeah, we stopped there for gas. In St. Ignace? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember that. Oh. Well, I remember it because there was... I was like, holy crap, look at all the ice hockey going yeah, on on right? the lake. You don't see that. I mean, <laughs> Michigan, you, you kind of figured you might see that more than other states when I guess maybe you do. But it's not like we're in... Like, you don't just go out and see people playing hockey very often, right? But in the wintertime, going north, I guess you could. Yeah. yeah being a, from Indiana originally, I didn't even know hockey was a thing until uh, moving to California. And then I realized that for some reason they have a team, a hockey team in San Jose... And then the, they have one in L.A., but I don't want to speak of that. 
was that that's the kings and the anaheim ducks is the other one right? oh anaheim they have hockey too i don't yeah. know what all this hockey's doing in california but in indiana we i don't know if we believe in hockey um so yeah. coming to michigan hockey's been a, it's been a major adjustment to like kind of try to fold into my life that this thing exists yeah people on ice and sticks i don't blame you man yeah you should i would just take a nap and just forget about it well you can't because if the puck goes flying you get hit by that thing it i just meant in life just oh, forget okay. about hockey okay. altogether okay. just That's go lay down yeah, don't fine. fall asleep next to the, ho- the hockey ring people playing hockey hitting that puck with a stick right we got a we had a whole ice rink yeah not too far from me. i live somewhere near grand valley state university you know 10 miles away or whatever um and there is a an ice rink on the way there that was built since Nate and I graduated high school, I believe. Because we didn't have hockey. It wasn't a sport, but I guess it is now around here, apparently. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this big old building with a big old ice skating rink in it. I'm like, dang, how many people actually... I never... I drive by there a lot. I don't see people there often, but... Uh, I think there is. Maybe maybe it's yeah. like practices later well, in the leagues day. and stuff. Le- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of the high schools play there. That's what I figured it was for the high schoolers, yeah. but I didn't know if there was like a... Yeah. People outside of school yeah, these, would actually. These guys will it. pass it on their way up there. Oh yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Like yeah. yeah. Is there peewee hockey, like peewee football? Like, oh yeah. I mean, oh, there's yeah. got to be now with that ice yeah. rink. They got to use. Yeah, it Yeah, one as of my neighbors as... has some kids that are oh. quite young, and they play. Do they, yeah. do they teach them to fight? <laughs> I, or is I that think just that a... way. I think you got to wait till like twelve or thirteen for that stuff. Because <laughs> like every every time, it seems like that's just part of it. Like if you're if you're playing hockey, like because it's the only sport I've seen where people they don't get ejected from the game; they just get put in the little box. It's part. It's part of the game. Is all the fights. Yeah. So I mean, I figure if you're well, depending on what you do in the fight, you can definitely get ejected. Oh, oh, yep. Sam, Sam probably would know more than the rest of us. Uh, unless Jeff, are you a no, big hockey guy not, or not? not? A huge hockey, but I yeah. know enough, I guess. To... I, the Mighty Ducks. I just knew they were from Anaheim, California. The Mighty Ducks, the movie. That's what I remember. And that's about it. And the King. I said the Kings only because I have no idea. They're also in California. Yeah, Los mm. Angeles, Los Angeles, but we won't speak of that. Yeah, you're not a fan of L.A. LA is just something not to speak of. Okay. If you've, ever, if you've ever been there, you you know there's tar pits, um, celebrities. There's multiple celebrity restaurants. There like, there are. There's so many things. Yeah, that you just don't you that don't are wrong know. with society that are in LA. Yeah, I can completely Los agree Angeles. with this. They, they do have palm trees, and um, there's some nice beaches that you you can't really enjoy. But that's uh, California in general, not necessarily ooh. L.A. But there is a place called Point Doom, and that's in Malibu. And if you Whoa. go to Point Doom, you can kind of lean off the edge of the cliff into the wind, which isn't safe. So don't do that if you're <laughs> if you're a younger child. Don't let your children lean into the wind off of Point Doom. But you can lean into the wind, and you're just like, it almost feels like you're weightless watching the whales swim by. And then on your way back, you see Carrot Top. Like, <laughs> and we're not talking... <laughs> We're not talking old carrot top. We're talking like plastic surgery. Oh like no, the out. worst carrot top. Like bodybuilding carrot top, and he's just running through the mountains of Malibu, and you're thinking that can't be carrot top, and then you realize carrot top lives in Malibu, and it was totally carrot top running up a mountain away from Point Doom. So he might have got scared by the whales or something. But it's a strange thing to see. So like you know, after encountering carrot top in the wild, I've just tried not to speak of LA too much. But. You have a lot. It sounds like you have a lot of problems with California in general, not just LA. Because half of what you said is just California, not LA. Well, Southern California, like it's like two states. Like, okay, so you, yeah, Nor- you you know it enough where you're like combining some. Yeah, the three three of the four of us have lived in NorCal, like so, like uh, Nate and Dan I didn't both know lived in the Bay Area, and I lived up in Chico, north of Sacramento, Ooh, for a number of years. Okay, and, I didn't know that. So the far northwest corner of California, where the ancient trees go, very specific place. We can talk about that all day. Very different. You, than hey, that's, that's the good vibes up there. Yeah, yeah, give me thousand year old trees, and I'll talk about it all day. But Ooh. talk about Los Angeles, Just, no. no. 
Not your jam. My sister lives in San Diego, and I've I've been there once since she's been there. And good fish tacos. Yeah, absolutely. That was the first thing that I thought of when I went to visit her. I was like, can we get some good fish tacos around here? Make sure the fish isn't breaded, because then you know they're putting weird fish in in there. You don't even know what it is. It could be like... Well, I don't know what anybody puts in anything if I go to a restaurant, but... Maybe you mix jelly and gelatin, and then put a little bit of fish sauce in it. You can get like a fish-like thing that you can bread and fry, and like... That's not what you want in your fish taco. <laughs> but I'm sure somebody does want that. Uh, no. Just not us. Just not normal no. people. Mm-hmm. Children. Children like gelatinized jelly made yeah. with fish sauce. Yeah, they like just about it. Kids, oh, I take it back. No, I was no. going to say kids like just about anything. I'm like, nope, that's a, that was the wrong statement to say. They like the opposite of what I just said. If you put yeah. sugar in it and fry it, though. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That. That's what they like. Throw ketchup on it. Right? So those are kids' fish tacos is what we're talking yeah. about. So back to your the band's sound, only because I don't want to get too far away. Yeah, I forgot about the album. Joe, we I might start a different podcast, and I would love you, for you to be my co-host. Okay. <laughs> and it, the name of it will be Joe's Musings. Ah, I love it. One of your friends More said wanted to follow me around with a camera once. Remember <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, I don't know I who do. that. I don't remember who that was. This is aw- that's. Yeah, that's. I was like, why, why would he do that? How is that going to be interesting? <laughs> Trust me, it would. I think it would be. That was that that. I don't even want to call it a rant, but it was like a. It was a heartfelt rant. It was beautiful. It's it's like guitar solos. Just you go. There's just tangents. It's the flow. Of the it's mind, the flow. Yeah, when you're in the in there and they're going. So I read you. Yeah, I'm stopping myself though because you were speaking of of things that are pertinent to what we're speaking of so <laughs> what's pertinent is what you guys the words coming out of your guys's mouth is what's pertinent to me have you ever tried to move your kneecap around i i yes i yeah i have i've tried I, does, yeah. I can't do it i've always thought it was cool if you could do that can you do it a little bit like if i put my leg out but it makes other yeah, people I, very uncomfortable yeah. when you reach over and move their kneecap so we did record this album because <laughs> oh. we are musicians <laughs> like and, i said uh, joe we'll talk later dude it's cool it's cool <laughs> Jeff's getting all pissed off over here. He's looking, he's kicking me like, dude, tell this guy to shut up. No, no. I'm totally joking. I didn't mean to touch you. We just let it flow. All our conversations just flow in whatever direction it needs to go. Right. But if I I did have, I was interested in something that you guys can all put a little effort towards. The, the the sound of your band, how, how would you describe it? How would you, I guess we kind of talked about what you like already, so I don't want to say influences, but how would you describe your sound to someone that's never heard it before? Not very well. <laughs> you you, you, you we, did we, not describe it very we, well. We, You're right. We, we like the Moody Blues. Nah, no. <laughs> I listen to a lot of Moody Blues, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't describe it. I would just, no, it's I mean, the, the simplest the way general. would be kind of blues-influenced classic rock to a point. With a lot of 90s influence. Yeah. I usually go to, I'm like, well, the bass and like Joe's guitar playing kind of stuff is very derivative of like Hendrix or Cream. But but then we like throw in a lot of, I think, like Wilco and My Morning Jacket Mm -hmm. as influences with, you know, synthesizers. And one thing I'm really happy with this new album, I felt like we spent a lot more time thinking about the sound. It wasn't like, okay, you do the, now you take a solo, now this is a thing. But it's like uh, kind of setting the mood with a lot of like multi-tracking. And I think just a lot more thought went into it. We were doing stuff with <coughs> amplifiers, Leslie speakers, effects loops and stuff to just kind of put more thought into the sound that's coming out there. And, well, and I'd say we were probably more of a band at this point from the second album because you... 
second album you had just joined so like honeymoon you, period. you had some like ideas for parts but you know everything was still a little bit on the fly and this one we'd have been playing these songs for a while and had a better idea of what we really wanted out of them yeah and third coast recording studio had enough of the you know key toys yeah to uh great place to record <laughs> keyboards let us uh you know, experiment with a lot of stuff. Like mm-hmm. like the album opens up with a, a Fender Rhodes through a Leslie speaker, and it's got that, that no quarter kind of Led Zeppelin sound. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound yeah, like I, no quarter, but that yeah. same kind of like almost eerie, slightly yeah. mystical There you go. Sound that's that's how I always thought of it. And, uh, and yet, was it a real B3? Yeah. Yeah, it was a, a real piano. Rhodes, a real uh, Wurlitzer. Wurlitzer, Grand Piano, and a... Uh, Hammond B3, and then I had a um, Roland Juno 6 on loan, and then this is some other synthesizers that I use. The main room was all keyboards, so he could just move it, from yeah. key station to it key station. It sounds like a Nate thing, for sure. So I was I was going to say, oh, who's bringing all these instruments in? Uh, probably Nate's probably bringing a lot of them. Four-piece band with 26 inputs. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's cool. That's cool. That's legit. Now, figuring out how to incorporate a, a chunk of that into a live show, that's difficult. You can record and planning it out that's fine that's great that's how pedal how much grow yeah i was, I was like, oh, or we did that on the album and we need that pedal that and if that nate sound. needs six keyboards up there or synthesizers I, then i'll have four tonight oh five. i was close i was close i was i thought you were saying just two four i like it i like your style go big or go home man two is your minimum and you average three but yeah tonight, usually, tonight's a really, yeah it depends really if we play issue. if we're moving quick at a festival i i leave my piano feel keyboard at home but for long shows i like to have the whole rig there cool so since so time and space is out came out this year um i feel like it's even i feel bad asking you what's next it's like hey man you gotta enjoy this for a while i feel like you gotta let this permeate and dig it and play some shows and live it up but we have i mean we have most of the material i mean we haven't presented all of it to dan but a good chunk of it dan and nate have already played a little bit on we probably have five or six of the tunes well, no, we've been playing three of them. And we did the the Dogtown Studio. Um, oh, yeah. Got yeah. video um, oh, of, okay. like, three singles that we were uh, pushing off this album. And we're kind of just, kind of just yeah, mellowing it on this album right now. I mean, we're always writing new stuff, and we're just kind of seeing uh, seeing how it goes for what exactly we're going to do next as, yeah. as far as producing. And I got to imagine, like, it, to, uh, to me, this album just came out. Like, it's this year we're... Well, I guess yeah. we're over halfway through the year, so Couple it's newer ago. to me. But you guys probably finished these songs, you know, last year or a while ago, yeah, and yeah. it's like you're probably ready. Like you said, you've had some songs already going. Like I'm not, I don't tour. I'm not in a band, so I don't know how these things work. And I'm the outsider that kind of picks it up as you know the population. We definitely want to, like, I mean, before we record another album, we want to make sure we've been gigging the songs a while, and then um, with Dan just coming in, my hope is that we can find time to write a few things together. Um, so that you know, because from the first album being just me, and the second album was like a couple of Sam's old songs, and still a few of my old songs, and some things that had come together while we were a band. Um, and then this album, all of the songs have uh, came about as we were a band rather than us pulling from the past right yeah so my hope is moving forward each album becomes more the band rather than just me or just sam you know everybody having input and everybody's voice there that's i I love that you said that because i've not that we've had bands on this podcast that have said something differently but i've heard of artists maybe the guy who started the band the lead singer whoever it's like his show it's 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 he he's 
he's putting out everything and everyone else is just helping him. Even though everyone knows it's a band and it's collaborative, like he kind of makes it known, eh, no, this is me, this is me. So it's cool to hear you saying, yeah, I, I want it to be more of the band and not just me. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, if the, if everybody quit all of a sudden, I'd still keep going with yeah. my Gemini. But right? my, my hope is that, you know, what we got now keeps going because it's just, it's really just really fun to play music together like for me it's very fulfilling playing music with all of you and you know just uh we're, i feel like in that way we're a baby band you know the, the band's been around a while but the four of us and i got about a year a little over a year that we've been making music with dan and uh yeah that's my hope is that we're able to keep playing festivals and concert series and uh, so the next album with everybody put awesome into it so i got one more question i think and then, yeah uh so talking about that it is the is for you guys the process of putting together an album um uh, and i don't know if it's more valuable or whatever than playing live like is is you know what's what's what do you guys enjoy the most or is it kind of just depends like because it, it, it from what i've heard from a couple different bands it's like some like the live stuff and and, and the album stuff's kind of on the side they'll they'll put something together but others are focused on the album and some others have a mix so what's kind of your guys's take on that say kind of a 50 50 approach i mean it's really great to have that create a process of sitting down in the studio and really getting deep into the songs where live is just a little bit more organic of you know playing how you feel in that period and each has its own fulfillment at least for me yeah the like the album my hope is that the albums people listen to the albums to hear the songs so that they get the choruses and then they come to the shows and sing the choruses Mm -hmm. with us Mm -hmm. um but there's definitely something to be said for you know creating something that you can that somebody can put on in their home and just use it to kind of let go of the bad things of the day or to like you know just get away for a while and you don't have this on the album because there's you have to keep flipping sides but like Mm -hmm. uh, if you listen to it digitally or on a cd i guess is digital too or on a cd um there's no breaks like it just once it starts there's sound for 50 52 yeah it flows that's what i noticed i and i love that and it's hard to like i want to listen to like my favorite tracks two six and eight you know but there it's like you can you know it's starting from the previous song is ending and you kind of want to hear that interlude into it to the next one i love songs i love songs that interconnect and having all the songs kind of do it Oof, and that's goosebump city the other side of it is live show you know being that there's little sections like we we're not a jam band but like we jam a little bit um there's songs that we jam on and so there's there's a few songs in our set that you know my lead's not it's not the same as the album what nate's playing is not the same our interaction is not the same and like so i feel like that's rewarding in a different way mm-hmm. like being able to create in that moment and Oof. it's totally dependent on that's how so we're cool. all feeling and who, the people that are there and how, how the sound man's doing like, <laughs> right like at the mitten, at the mitten bar when the sound man had no experience with the board and we had to stop the set early to go to oh. fix all that oh no yeah i run sound sometimes so i was able to you, help you i was gonna out. say you heard it and you could tell what it was going yeah. on well he was just like man no ego here he's like please fix it (laughs) fix it that's Um, cool so yeah i mean the album is necessary because you know it gives gives a it creates something that people can listen to to hopefully learn the songs to make them want to come see the band live and then if the people come see the band live they make the band better by feeding energy the band and sending sound to us and dancing and so symbiotic relationship i think albums and live performance that was very that was a very good answer yeah that was an awesome answer love it good job joe yeah you know i've i've been eating um today so my brain is working okay 
Good. I've had small amounts of food, like incrementally. I had two saltines before you got here. <laughs> no, no, I, I blended blueberries and strawberries and bananas and avocados with hemp seeds and a little bit of protein powder, and then I put water in it so that it would be like a congealed thing that I could just kind of shake it up. Of. Yeah, yeah, shake it up, and if it gets separate, you can shake it up again. And doesn't sound too bad. That sounds kind of good. Seven hundred and twenty calories. 45% protein. Oof. Enough iron that I don't go crazy and start drinking molasses. <laughs> you might, you could be a dietitian too, maybe. For me, because I eat, I eat McDonald's like for three meals a day, every day. I don't well, know. I, yeah. But growing up, doctors are like, oh, you have this problem, you have this problem, you have this problem, you have this problem. So they're trying to give me pills for my mind and pills for my body. And what it turned out is I'm allergic to gluten. <laughs> oh, my so, God. yeah. And back and then, it, it was not easy to figure that out. Yeah. And once that starts, you know, and then gluten, so because I'm allergic to gluten, I'm allergic to dairy and mm -hmm. also almonds and shrimp. For some reason, I don't understand that, but it makes you very conscientious, you know, about what you're eating. Yeah, I want to wake up and feel good, I don't want to feel bad. And like, for if sure, I eat mac and cheese, I wake up going, The world sucks, and I just want to die. Usually, yeah. that's just after I drink a bunch of whiskey. Yeah, whiskey. Well, whiskey will do it too if it's not a triple distilled whiskey. Like, I can drink Jameson, uh, but I can't drink oh. Jim Beam or uh, Jack Ooh. Daniels because they add the mash back after they distill it. You fine tuned it down to that. Yeah, so Dang, I, good I can, for you. I can only drink fine whiskeys, although I don't drink much of that either. <laughs> now, like yesterday's gig, I got drunk on half a cider. The sound man was laughing at me. I'm like, my lips are numb, but I can't really talk right. <laughs> the starving artist. But then 15 minutes later, I'm sober because it's only half a cider. Yeah, right. Kinda weird. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's good. Yeah. Well, guys, I think it's time to kind of, you guys got to get going to your show tonight. Mm -hmm. Trail Point Brewing. We thank you so much for coming over here. On the way, it was just happenstance that I connected with Nate right before you guys were going to Trail Point, which is not far from my house. So that's awesome that you guys were able to. Well, I would love to do this again. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. So before we leave, just make sure uh, you guys want to tell the audience where they can find you guys and uh, maybe throw in any future upcoming shows. We'll post this in September. So uh, Our website is kind of a hub, F-L-Y-L-I-T-E-Gemini.com. Um, we should be on all the major streaming platforms. I mean, you can find us through Amazon and Apple Music and uh, Spotify. Um, I think YouTube has most of the music on it as well, if you only have access to that because you have some sort of filter on your internets because you don't want to spend your whole time going... <laughs> Yep. Um, makes sense but yeah and then uh, coming up what do we got We well Allendale tonight which I don't know when this is this is on but that'll probably have been in the past we're doing uh, Pond Jam Labor Day weekend we got a duo show at Shorts in Elk Rapids that weekend that Kalamazoo Fest oh Sounds of the Zoo it's a brand new festival what in Kalamazoo um, they're trying oh. to run it I think a little bit like a South by Southwest where it's <gasps> going to be a week long event cool. culminating in a lot of bigger shows on the, the weekend after it starts yeah. I did not that's exactly the kind of stuff we want to learn about and we're Plan September 30th. Uh, they haven't announced our venue yet, but I believe it starts the Monday of that week and then goes through October 2nd. Okay, well, that I'm already in my head. I'm earmarking that that week because I want to go check out Cal that Kalamazoo yeah. show. We have a couple other dates we that weekend, but we we have to sort some of that out. And then we're doing uh, Encore. What's it? Encore. Encore 201 Two in Traverse City, October 8th. 8th. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah, it's got all these dates memorized. Good uh, for you. Uh, yeah, there's a mitten bar show in November and a shorts in December, but the the fall's pretty light right now. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, coming up, Pond Jam, Sounds of the Zoo. Uh, what did we just say? <laughs> Encore 201. Yeah. Rock and roll. Busy schedule. Good stuff. Yeah, well, the band plays, the band stays good. If the band doesn't play, then the band may be good. <laughs> and maybe they just hate each other. Well, hate hate's a really strong word. That's true. Yeah, we could say 
Would you be in a band? Would you be in a band that hated you? No, no. Yeah, neither no. would I. I'd quit. Yeah, and there's bands like that where they they eat at separate tables. They don't ever hang out, you know. And like it's you think they're the ones that got it big. They made it big, and then now they're just all a holes. And sometimes it's business. I know. Yeah, I know of a couple bands that have been on major labels that have uh, fractured and splintered because that's of, a bummer of the the money things and that. Uh, so it's always better to make music with your friends. Yeah, yeah sure. Stay true to the music. All right, Jeff. All right. Thanks, guys, know. for joining us. Ryan, Jeff been a while since yeah, we it, interviewed it has it's been a while it's been a long what do we know what the date is today does anybody it's, even care it's like the almost the end of september yeah right and when we interviewed Flylight gemini it was like in the middle Ooh. of august i think we can say we've recorded another interview since then yeah that's kept us busy yeah we got another we, one yeah this one took a little while to re- kind of it did yep to tweak and get right for sure but yeah we got everything sounding good yeah. We loved talking to Flylight Gemini. They were great. They were so cool. I wish we could have talked to them longer. Right. Yeah, they were crunched for time. They Obviously, everyone knows they were heading out to their show at Trail Point, which I did go to uh, for a little bit. I couldn't stay for terribly long, but it's not that far away from where I live, so it made perfect sense. And they sounded awesome. It was so cool. I had been listening to their music, so it's if I hadn't heard their music before going to see them, I still would have really liked it. Yeah, I just wouldn't have been as uh, into it. Yeah, kind of like they mentioned, I, right? Yeah, if you don't I, listen to the tunes, you exactly. can't be into it as much. For sure. So I, so I knew, like I, like ah, I knew a part of this chorus. I knew this. Ooh, this part's coming up. Yeah, it was cool. It was great. Those guys were awesome. Did Nate have a bunch of keyboards? Uh, he had. Uh, yeah, was it just two? He didn't have a bunch. I thought he said he was bringing four. To, uh, I don't know if he had them all set up right oh. then, or and he might have brought more out later. Yeah. after I left, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool. That's a cool little spot. Yeah. Um, you've been, you've been, you saw something cool recently that I'm a little jelly well, of. It, well, you know, when we talked last, uh, yeah, I was going to go to Patty Perchela in mm-hmm. Allegan, and I did. So that's been a while now, and I had to kind of think back again. We got some cool shirts from Patty there. Yeah. They are freaking sweet. I got an album there too. Yeah, that's I right. I saw them. Um, the other, uh, as you mentioned in the episode, kind of a Scooby Doo themed. Yeah, the shirt. Yeah, it has that. I keep seeing vibe. I've been saying vibe all day. It's got that vi- Scooby Doo vibe, but it's not like the same artwork as Scooby Doo. But when you see it, you're like, or maybe Archie Comics even like that. Yeah, kind of. It's right. cool. It's a really cool shirt. I really like it. But there, uh, that was a good show. I thought yeah. she. You know, it's always interesting. It's almost like it was almost like a concert in the park series type of feel, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's sitting in lawn chairs and right on the riverfront there. So it's kind of a cool setting, but um, so you don't get that same rock show vibe, yeah. you know, but I thought she sounded more great. family friendly. Yeah. And... But she, she sounded great. Um, there was even a, a couple guys there that I started chatting to and they had seen her. I think it was either earlier in the year and they were like, she's come a long way, like even wow. Now. And, but I know she hadn't really performed much until, think earlier this year so yeah and then she, you get back it, in that group yeah and she's they've had a slew of shows since we've talked to her yeah a lot yeah she has some cool covers yeah uh, i'm trying to remember all of them uh, yeah madness by muse she played them on the little dingle dots no, or whatever no, but she things. didn't do that in concert she did uh <laughs> no. was it you got the jack dingle by acdc oh cool yeah that's cool she did a really i mean it was like fit her perfect like her her sound um mm-hmm. she did alabama shakes um, I know who they are, but I don't know any of their songs. Okay. 
Um, I'm trying to, they, and she did a couple other covers, but she played most mostly her songs. I mean, she played for two Ooh. hours almost. Dang, so it was a good show. Yeah, Oof. yeah, good for her. I hope I get to go to Nashville sometime for. Or I have a. I need a reason to. I've never been there actually. Yeah. Sounds well, like a cool. She's place. back here often. I think. Too, yeah. So. Yeah. Fair enough. But you were supposed to see her at uh, Calpi. I was. So what, what happened with that? Th- oh man, what happened with that? So. For some reason, me and a few other of my friends, we like to go hiking and camping. So we went to the Manistee Trail, the Manistee River. Um, rough, uh, I would say. Is it a trail or is it a river? It, it's both. There's a trail around the river or on alongside of each side of the river. Um, there's a, a more of a camping side where you can purchase campsites along the river. And okay. on the other side, it's just a free-for-all. You, you figure out your way to get there, and it's in the backwoods. It's Oh, that's It's neat. pretty sweet. It's awesome. We have the spot that we had to keep GPS coordinates so we could get back there. Other times, we found this really cool camping spot back there, and it takes a, while. It takes a long time to get there, but it's worth it. Um, so we took off work on, uh, I think, Thursday and Friday. We left Thursday morning, stayed there for two nights, and then... We were going to directly leave there and go straight to Cowpie, which is in Alto, Michigan, or yeah. Alaska, or Caledonia area. Um, so a suburb of Grand Rapids, kind of. Um, and then we were going to do the whole day there and camp there that night, because you can camp there you know, uh-huh. with your ticket. And we just had too much taken out of us those first two nights, and just no, like, no one wanted to go. Um, two of my friends ended up going that morning, and they... Coincidentally enough, they are friends with Nate from Flylight Jebediah. Yeah. So they really were pushing to go to see him. Um, so they did catch his show, and that was it. They they paid, I don't know, $45 to go get there see, two like minutes before they started yeah. and then left right afterwards because wow. they were just exhausted already. Yeah. Yeah, we were just, I mean, nothing terribly crazy. We were just out walking around, hiking, doing, we just exa- tired. Stayed up late, got up early. You know, and I think that's your last opportunity to go see Cowpie, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that I was think the last done. one. Yeah. Yep. At least that's the story, you know. Yeah, we'll see. Things are always brought back, it seems like. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen anything since no. the episode. The only thing I was just uh, mentioning to you is that I went to the Corner Record Shop. It's a very cool record store in uh, Granville, Wyoming. It's Granville. Right in, Granville. Right so. now. Yeah. It's on an edge, right on the edge, the border of Wyoming, Granville. Uh, they've been there since I was in high school. So that's 22-ish years at least. Uh, dating yourself now. Right? Um, but yeah, I've gone there. And I've bought records there before. And I we I went to see if Luke, the owner, was there. Why? How do you know the owner? Uh, well, because he was here a week or two ago that's and right. also did an interview with us. And it was awesome. He We talk about so many cool things. But I was there to see if they had tool records because that's what I usually do when I go by there to see if they have anything I don't have yet. And I finally got Lateralis on vinyl. So I was right. happy. Awesome. Luke wasn't there, so I couldn't say hi to him. But it was awesome talking to him. And I'll tell you what, I've been listening to his podcast with his friends, his wife and his friends, oh. and I like it. All <laughs> it's right. awesome. So there's a little teaser for you folks. Yeah. Next episode oh, will be good. Luke cool. from the Corner Record Shop here in uh, Granville slash Wyoming because they are going to be moving. Yep. They're moving right down the road, which, like I said, they're on the border. They'll be in Wyoming now. Yeah. So last night, I went to a concert. And oh, do tell. Yes. Very good concert. Uh, I wouldn't actually know. I mean, I was going to see Dirty Honey, so they're, they're the headliners. 
talked about this earlier in the year. Went and saw them in Mammoth in Royal Oak. But they were actually in Grand Rapids this time. They uh, Mammoth went off and did a European tour, and Dirty Honey went on and did their own tour mm-hmm. the rest of the year. So they ended up at the intersection in Grand Rapids and went last night. And when I looked at the the, the ticket, and I was like, oh, there's a couple couple opening acts. Usually there's one. So Max Saturn was one of them, and they're actually based out of Detroit. So we're putting them on the list. Detroit rocks. Potentially maybe interview them. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you a little more why that is. And then there was Dorothy, um, not from the Wizard of Oz, but <laughs> that's what I first when you mentioned. I was like, what? There was a little bit of wind in the show, but uh, her hair was blowing a lot. Oh, uh, they had the wind machines going. That's cool. Uh, so anyway, Dorothy was good. She had some good songs, good act. She was the middle middle act, mm-hmm. but really the opener, Max Saturn, I think surprised me yeah i mean i started listening when i caught him i started listening a couple days before the concert and they have five songs that's that's it you know out there they have one album ep i guess you'd call it and uh but they put on a good show a lot of energy the crowd was into it uh i was just telling you before the show ryan he's the lead singer kind of gives me this mick jagger steven tyler mix vibe Showman's dancing on the stage yeah. a lot uh, he took his shirt off Ooh. had that off half the show not that i was really interested in that but yeah he was um yeah he was he was all over the place a lot of energy that's awesome especially for an opening band you know a a michigan local semi local i mean i don't know if i call them local right if if michigan's local then yeah local band right right being able to be able to amp up the crowd that sounded because it sounded like the crowd was into it yeah as an opening band you know that's just that's they gotta feel so good that's so cool and then dirty honey you know Closed it and they, they're as good as the first time. Tore down, yeah. And I had a better, better. I was only two deep this time, two or three deep. You're right there. Pretty close. Um, they put on a great show, and then they actually had um, the lead singer Max Saturn come back up and do a cover of "Come Together." That was kind of it wasn't on the set list, and I know that because why, Jeff? Because I got the set list, a signed copy of the set list. Whoa! Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but. That definitely was not part of the part of the plan. That's pretty cool then. So it was possibly some sort of ad libbed or last minute or Yeah. And you should have seen the lead singer Max Saturn. I don't know if he was a little bit uh had been amped up a little bit uh after this his show, but uh he was even more <laughs> all over the place. There was one point I got a he video was... of him on the ground shaking and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Convulsing. Yeah. It was it was pretty cool. It was a good show. Oh, he was gyrating on the stage. We got to ban the intersection. Oh, sorry. I've just been thinking about book bannings and stuff lately. I was reading an article oh, about yes. that. Like, what a joke. Next thing they're going to do is going to ban concert venues. Who the frick knows? That's yeah. ridiculous. Can't listen to that band. Or this yeah, band. right. Yeah. Nope. But, I've, I mean, I've heard, like, Walmart won't sell certain CDs because of Probably. explicit language and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's not banning. It's just someone not selling something for someone else, which yeah, is no choosing, big deal. Yeah, choosing not to do it. But It's just... Silly, but whatever. Hey, they make a lot more money than me, so whatever. So yeah, um, do you have any plans to go see anything else? You're not because uh, we're we're dropping this in September. So I I I don't. I get emails from the different like Ticketmaster bands in town or Spotify or whatever and to like, hey, these bands are playing. You know, mm-hmm. it's always some couple hour radius around us. So I get those so much. So I see lots of bands that I'm like, ah, oh, I would go see them, but there's just so many these days that. 
I got to pick and choose so closely. But no, I'm not, I mean, that's a long-winded way to say, no, I don't. All right. Nothing on the horizon. Yeah, I want. I, I feel like I need something. I, man, if I think, I mean, there's got to be something in the near future that I... I'm going to maybe go see Westfall on the east side of state, potentially. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm still trying to the figure out that's going to work out. No, not the machine shop. They got in, something uh, scheduled somewhere else? And Metamora, I think, is the one I was looking at. But, uh, hmm. yeah, we'll see. Yeah, no, I'm sure I'll find something. Uh, t- uh, shoot. No. I was just thinking 311 was at 20 Monroe. Yeah. But that was a couple weeks ago, I think. And I was going to, I wanted a last minute go to that, but I just, I couldn't. I haven't seen them in 20 years. Yeah, that would have been a cool show. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So, um, we're going to play some songs here from Flylight Gemini from their new album. Time and Space. Yes. I was, Joe, if you're listening, thank you so much for the vinyl record that you gave me. Uh, Joe gave me a vinyl record of the new album, Time and Space, when they were here. I think because he saw some of the records on my wall and he ran back into his his car and grabbed it. And I thought he was just kind of sharing it. And obviously, I talk about it in the podcast. Right. Um, but I didn't realize he was giving it to me. So after the guys left, it was the next day. I was like, "Oh, it's still here on the my table." So I texted Nate, like, "I think, I think Joe left the the record here." He's like, "Nope, it's for you." Oh, that was so cool. Yeah, that's pretty. Thank cool. you, Joe. Thank you, Fly Like Gemini. Yeah, they were they were fun. I, I would have cool. loved to talk to him a lot more. For sure. I think Joe would have gone off on yep. more of his tangents, and he, that was I could say he could have his own podcast, man. He could. Joe's ramblings or something like that. I I, I think I. Took a guess at what he could call his podcast in the show. In the you know, it was interesting. I, it was partly because we were short on time, but I didn't get into the. I'd be interested to talk about. He just kind of nonchalantly throws in there. Well, I I found out I was dying. Yeah, and, and I made this album because I was dying, and and then he's like, and then I found out I wasn't dying. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it had anything to do with his um, what is it, celiac disease where you can't process gluten. Yeah, I don't think it was due no. to that at all. But uh, yeah, I'd be kind of curious of what what that was all about. Yeah, I it was heavy right off the bat. No it kidding. Was heavy. Yeah, but hey, Joe's a heavy guy, so yeah. I mean, but, not really. He's shorter than me and probably weighs less. But <laughs> but look what was born out of it. Yeah, he's just got heavy emotions and he- and heavy time. verbal vocabulary. Yes, as opposed to a nonverbal vocabulary. And he's seen Carrot Top running through the mountains. Of <laughs> I California. forgot about that. <laughs> That was a great story. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was great. Thank you. Unbelievable. So, uh, outside of the songs at the end, um, remember to go check us out on our platforms. You yeah. know our, you know, our Facebooks, the Instagrams that we don't website. really post a whole lot on. But guys, we're gonna start doing it. We, me and Jeff talked. We're gonna start using social media yeah. a little bit more. We got to. And uh, our website, and then we always. What's our website, the- Jeff? Uh, themittenmusic.com Thanks for the reminder. Yes. And then if you go there or you go to Spotify, you can find our playlist. Mm-hmm. We keep adding more music on there. Yep. It's good Build stuff. The playlist it's cool. Up. Everybody we've interviewed, they've got their songs on there plus songs that they love. Yeah. Share the love. Good stuff, Mr. Jeff. Until next time. We'll be talking to Luke. We will. At the Corner Record Shop. So it's be awesome. ready for an October drop.